Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning, everyone in the United States and in the Canada regions and around the world where it is the morning. Shalom, peace. My name is Kennard Levy Brown. I'm your host for the Merciful Service of God Biblical Instructional Program. This program has been on the air for uh, several years, um, about eight years now. Actually, over eight years. And the purpose of this program is to teach people that have a humble attitude, people that understand that the truth is not very well liked in society, people that have the following attitude in Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 1. At the same time came the Talmudim, or the disciples, unto Yeshua. Yeshua is Jesus' Hebrew name saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? In verse 2, And Yeshua called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them. In verse 3, And said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted, meaning you come to the knowledge of the truth, and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of Yah, or heaven. Verse 4, Whosoever therefore shall humble himself, as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so we, we need to understand that you won't be exalted unless you humble yourself. And Luke chapter 18, verse 14 states plainly, I tell you, this man went down, well actually let me uh, talk or read above these two scriptures, uh, Luke 18, verse 10, to get the context. Two men went into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican or a tax collector. And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as his publican or tax collector. So he has an arrogant attitude already, saying he's so much better than this other person. Verse 12, I fast twice in the week. I give tithes all that I possess. <gasps> Whoa, blow me down, right? Verse 13, and the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. In verse 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humble himself shall be exalted. So this is a warning for me. And for anyone else, we should not seek exaltation, because if we do, we will all be humbled. That word abase in the Greek means to depress, to be humiliated, to be brought low. 
And so we must humble ourselves if we want to be exalted, ladies and gentlemen. So this program is for people who understand that they must humble themselves. If you think you know everything about the Bible, if you think you have all knowledge, and even the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that if you do have all knowledge, not have love, which love is a simple definition of love in Second John 1 verse 6, is the keeping and walking in all of his commandments. But anyway, First Corinthians 13 verse 1, Though I speak with the languages of men and angels, and have not love or charity, I am becoming as sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. Many people, as soon as they see speaking of angels, oh, there's a there's a uh, another language out there that people speak. Well, have you ever considered that the languages that angels spoke to human beings were uh, human languages? So I just leave you with that thought. But anyway, First Corinthians 13, verse two. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries. And all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I can remove mountains and have not love. In other words, if I don't keep the rest of the commandments, I am nothing. You can even bestow all your goods to feed the poor. And though I give my body to be burned and yet have not charity or love or don't want to keep the rest of the commandments, it profits me nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. And it says love endures long, is kind, does not envy, does not vaunt itself. In other words, be arrogant, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seek of not our own, is not easily provoked. You know, that, that that's in the face of people complaining all the time about everything. Uh, uh, you're easily provoked if you're complaining about things all the time. Thinks no evil. We should not think evil. Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. I don't see that a lot with people uh, that I even teach. They don't rejoice in the truth. Rejoice means to to be glad that the truth is being spoken to you. And it says in verse 7, they bear all things, believe all things. Of course, that means all things that are true. Hope of all things and endures all things. Endures all things. We have to bear all things, and we have to endure all things. So these are very important lessons to learn, ladies and gentlemen. And so for those who want to be taught, for those who know that they don't know everything, and even if they did, they still would have to love, this program is for you. So anyway, we're going to talk about today a significant prophecy. Let me read it, and then I'm going to get into... um, some deeper Bible study about this, because I have to be a little more open now about what I've been thinking about for quite some time. Luke chapter 17, starting in verse 26. Please listen to the Master's words here. All I'm doing is reading them. As it was in the days of Noah, or Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. Verse 27, they did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage. That means the wives were given to um, the wives were given to their husbands by the fathers. The fathers' responsibility, as Ezekiel twenty, not Ezekiel, but Exodus twenty-two verse seventeen reveals, that the father is the one that certainly makes a decision about his daughters marrying a particular man, or should be influential in that decision. 
So anyway, they did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Verse 23, or 28 of Luke 17. Likewise, or similarly, also as it was in the days of Lot. So the days of Noah and Lot were similar. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. Verse 29. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Verse 30. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Okay. And in verse 31, so you, you understand what he's talking about. He says, in that day, the day that some of the Sodom and Gomorrah, the times that we're living in, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. And he tells us to remember Lot's wife. Don't look back. Don't look back at the wickedness. All right, so that is the premise of this Bible study, focusing on the fact that the days of Noah and Lot certainly is reflective of the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. So, my question to you is this. Are we living in the days of Noah? What were the days of Noah like? What did Noah experience? Yeshua, or Jesus, that's his English name, Yeshua is his Hebrew name, prophesied of a time of great wickedness and moral decline. Is mankind experiencing great wickedness? Well, according to Timothy, we are. Let's turn there. Second Timothy 3, verse 1 to 7. I'm going to read this in uh, the Amplified Version so we can get the amplification of this scripture, ladies and gentlemen. Second Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. In verse 1. It says, But understand this, that in the last days will come, set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with, and hard to bear. Verse 2, for people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered, lovers of money and aroused by an inordinate greedy desire for wealth, proud and arrogant and contemptuous bolsters. They will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. They will be without natural human affection, callous and inhuman, relentless, admitting of no truth or appeasement. They will be slanderers, false accusers, false accusers, they will be false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate and loose in morals and conduct, uncontrolled and fierce, haters of good. They will actually hate people that try to do good. They will be treacherous, betrayers, rash, and inflated with self-conceit. They will be lovers of sensual pleasures and vain amusements more than and rather than lovers of God. Verse 5, for although they hold a form of piety, true religion, what is true religion? And James 1, verse 27, it states that true religion before God and undefiled before God is visiting the widows and those that are in infliction, the fatherless, and keeping yourself unspotted from the world. But it says here that these people fake. It's just a form, but it's not a true form. They deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct... Uh, belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid, and the commandment here it tells us to avoid all such people. Turn away from them. That is a commandment. This is anybody, whether they're in your assembly, outside of your assembly or congregation. You need to avoid people that act like this. And I teach people this, and I get persecuted for it. 
but you know God tells us to <clears throat> come out of Babylon, come out of confusion and and Revelation chapter 18 verse 4. All these scriptures I'm quoting, I know these scriptures. For you to know them, you need to write them down and study them. Revelation 18 verse 4 says, "Come out of her, my people, so that you not won't receive her plagues." That's in Revelation, Revelation 18 verse 4. So, folks, there's no doubt in my mind, and it shouldn't be in yours if you're seeking the truth, that we are certainly in the beginning stages of the days of Noah. How do I know? Well, I just read to you God's words about how the days of Noah and Lot are. And I try to explain this to people over and over again, but I'm going to try to do it again. What was the gauge? What was the one sin of all the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah? Let's take a look at that again, because we know that homosexuality is not the only sin of Sodom. It's one of the abominations of many that are listed in in, in Leviticus chapter 18. But let's understand something. Let's understand what was the event that God had to see for himself that caused him to make the decision to wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, let's take a look at it. Genesis. But first, let's understand the sins of Sodom here real quickly. Let's go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 10 again, and starting in verse 49. I'm reading this in the Amplified Version. It says, Behold, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. Of your sister Sodom. Behold, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. Pride, overabundance of food, prosperous ease, idleness or laziness were hers and her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. And people tell me today, well, we take care of the poor and needy. No, we don't. Not like we should. We almost have close to, I think, uh, 45 million people that depend on food assistance in this country. There's no excuse for that. We're the richest, we are the richest uh, country in the world. And then you may be wondering, why are you, this, this is talking about just Israel. Yes, but Israel consists today, ladies and gentlemen, of our peoples as well. And for you to understand that, I, this is not the Bible study to explain that, but um, you need to go to Britam, B as in boy, R-I-T-A-M dot org, and enlighten yourself and educate yourself on who the tribes really are. And the tribes certainly consist of the Western nations, as well as the little nation of Israel in the Middle East. But anyway, in verse 49, Behold, this was the iniquity of your system, Sodom, pride, of your sister Sodom, pride, overabundance of food, prosperous ease, and idleness were hers and her daughters, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. And they were haughty and committed abominable offenses, which is the homosexuality, before me. Therefore I removed them when I saw it, and I saw fit. So he saw those abominations. And when he saw that abomination of what? Of the men trying to have sex or wanted to have sex with the angels who appeared as men, that was it. That was the final straw for God. So that is something that we need to accept and understand. And remember that Abraham had a discussion with God, and he asked God not to destroy Sodom if, let's go to that here in Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18, starting in verse 23. And Abraham 
came close and said, Will you destroy the righteous, those upright, and in the right standing with God together with the wicked? Suppose there are in the city 50. And so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he went all the way down to 10. And he said, in verse 32 of uh, Genesis chapter 8, and he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak again this only, only this once. Suppose ten righteous people shall be found there in, in, uh, in Judaism. Ten is a minyan. It's, it's, a, it's a congregation of ten people uh, that can participate in group prayer. But anyway, he says, Suppose there are ten righteous people there, and the Lord said, I will not destroy for ten's sake. In verse 33, And the Lord went his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. So, of course, we know that there were not even ten righteous people, <laughs> unfortunately, in Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's prophetic, ladies and gentlemen, because Yeshua stated in Matthew 7, verse 14, it is it's only the few that will walk way of life. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 14, it, it plainly states that, Matthew 7, verse 14, but the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure, and the way is straight and compressed that leads away to life. And few are those who find it. Few. There's very few people uh, in this life that will find the way of life. So that, that, that's what's going on right now in the context of Sodom and Gomorrah. And you may be wondering, well, how do we know that we're in the beginning stages of Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, with the gay stuff. Okay, I don't have to tell you that the Girl Scouts, are considering allowing transgender human beings uh, to be Girl Scouts. The Boy Scouts already, I think, uh, are considering highly to allow gay people in, in, in their organization. So so these, when you start, and then, of course, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court rule rule, uh, many people believe, in favor of allowing gay marriage in this country. So... These things weren't weren't happening, or weren't even beginning to happen ten years ago, happening now, and so that is the gauge, that is the measure that God is is using here to do what He did to Sodom and Gomorrah. But this will be on a worldwide scale. But He's not going to completely destroy the world again. That's the reason why we have the rainbow. Thank God. But the the, the world would be destroyed so bad because of the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah, that it, it is described in Isaiah chapter 24 as a world that is totally decimated. I'm going to read this in the uh, Amplified Version, Isaiah 24, verse 1. Behold, the Lord will make the land and the earth empty, and make it waste, and turn it upside down, twist the face of it, and scatter abroad the inhabitants. Verse 2, and it shall be as what happens with the people, so with the priest. As with the servant, so with his master. In other words, this is going to affect every fabric of society, every socioeconomic uh, case. As with the maid, so with her mistress. As with the buyer, so with the seller. As with the lender, so with the borrower. As with the creditor, so with the debtor. Verse 3, the land and the earth shall be utterly laid waste and utterly pillaged. For the Lord has said this. The land and the earth mourn and wither. The world languishes and withers. The high ones of the people and the heavens and the earth languish. The land and the earth also are defiled, and homosexuality certainly will have something to do with it, ladies and gentlemen, by their inhabitants, because they have transgressed the laws, disregarded the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. And because of all this, the everlasting covenant, of course, is obeying the commandments of God. Verse 6, therefore a curse devours the land and the earth, and they who dwell in it 
suffer the punishment of their guilt. Therefore, the inhabitants of the land and earth are scorched and parched under the curse of God's wrath, and few, few, few people are left. And that's where we're going, ladies and gentlemen. And he's not going to destroy the whole earth because in Isaiah chapter 1, he states that there is a remnant in Israel of those, of those tribes. There's a, there's a remnant of people that do want to keep his law and obey his law. And, and just like in Matthew chapter 24, he says plainly, for the elect's sake, those days shall be cut short. Okay, he says that in Matthew chapter 24. Let's turn there. Matthew chapter 24 so the good news is that he's not going to allow the whole earth to be destroyed like he did with uh, the flood during the days of Noah because he promised not to. That's why he has the the uh, the rainbow to remind us of that. So thank God that's the case. Uh, in Matthew 24, verse 21, it says, for, for then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be, verse 22. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So if it wasn't for the elect, <laughs> you know, who knows? The world could be destroyed. But see, he did promise not to flood the earth and destroy the earth. And so, of course, he has to uh, adhere to his promise. I'm going to leave you with this, folks, and I hope this wakes up people. Um, because we really don't have that much time left. And this is a press release from the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. Uh, they released this on, this is interesting, on New Moon Day, on, uh, at the start of the new month, according to the biblical calendar, uh, January twenty second, 2015. It says, press release, it is now three minutes to midnight. Climate change and nuclear tensions, Push doomsday clock hands for it. This was given on New Moon Day, January 22, 2015. Warning that the probability of global catastrophe is very high unless quick action, not slow action, but quick action is taken. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, Science and Security Board today cited unchecked climate change and global nuclear weapons modernization as the basis for their decision to move the hands of the historic doomsday clock for two minutes. Though the doomsday clock hands to three minutes to midnight is the first such adjustment to be made in three years. The board also outlined action steps that would need to be taken very soon, very soon, in order to avert catastrophe. And it says the opening paragraph of the statement from the board reads as follows, I quote, In 2015... Unchecked climate change, global nuclear weapon modernizations, and outsized nuclear weapons arsenals pose extraordinary and undeniable threats to the continued existence of humanity. Let me underscore this and repeat this again, and I hope you have ears to hear and eyes to see. In 2015, unchecked climate change, global nuclear weapon modernizations, and outsized nuclear weapons arsenals pose extraordinary and undeniable threats, undeniable threats, to the continued existence of humanity. And world leaders have failed to act with the speed or on the scale required to protect citizens from potential failures of political leadership endanger every person 
on the earth. It says the final paragraph of the statement from the board warns, in 2015, with the clock hand moved forward to three minutes to midnight, the board feels compelled to add with a sense of great urgency, I quote, the probability of global catastrophe is very high. The probability of global catastrophe is very high, and the actions needed to reduce the risk of disaster must be taken very soon. Very soon. And so, you have been warned. These are the days of Noah. These are the end times, ladies and gentlemen. We need to wake up. The Bible reveals plainly that most people will wake up when the bombs start flying. However, there are some people who are wise that are going to wake. They don't need to, to see the bombs flying to wake up. Isaiah 26, verse 9, With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yes, with my spirit with me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. That's the majority. But there are a few that get it now. And I hope that you're one of them that's listening to this program. Luke 21, 34, 36. But take heed to yourselves and be on guard and let not your hearts be overburdened and depressed, weighed down with the giddiness and headache and nausea of self-indulgence, drunkenness and worldly worries and cares. Pertain to the business of this life. And lest that day come upon you suddenly like a trap or a noose. Verse 35, for it will come upon all, all who live upon the face of the entire earth. Keep awake. Wake up. Keep awake then and watch at all times. Be discreet, attentive, and ready. It's your spiritual condition and world events you need to be watching. Praying that you may have the full strength and ability and be accounted worthy to escape all these things taken together that will take place and to stand in the presence of the Son of Man. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get close to God. If you need help, if you need spiritual guidance, please contact me. My email address is merciful. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know about the email address being merciful, but I try to be merciful. My email address is kennard, K-E-N-N-A-R-D, at mercifulserviceofgod.com. Kennard at mercifulserviceofgod.com. I will continue, God willing, to be on this program to, to warn, as God commands me to do, in Isaiah 58, verse 1. Isaiah 58, verse 1. States plainly for, for any true servant of God. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet and declare to my people their transgression into the house of Yaakov or Jacob, those 12 tribes, the western nations, the little nation in the Middle East. That's what I should be doing and, and other ministers should be preaching and and reveal the transgression of the house of Jacob so that they can repent. With that, ladies and gentlemen, May God bless and keep you, and Yah willing, Yah is short for God. I'll be available to speak to you next week. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. 
But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. 